If you ask me what's the best place to get insights and learn about infrastructure, I would say from the infrastructure issues or the incident. That's because I learned the maximum from the infrastructure issues that I have seen so far, much more than any books or any courses that I have ever done. Hello and welcome to Cloud Kata. This is season 1, Anatomy of Modern Infrastructure, and today's session is on factor 5, logging. learn how to build fault tolerant cloud ready modern infrastructure for your services and application how many hours have you spent last month on production issues how many downtimes did you have and how long did you spend to bring back a system up before i continue further let's spend the next few seconds to find out how long were those so called non productive hours so rewind your memory and start noting down the downtimes <coughs> Welcome back to Cloud Kata. This is season 1 episode 5 logging. Why do we need logging? We need logging because when you enable logging on your infrastructure you get better observability and can debug faster. Since you can debug faster, you can have better RCAs and postmortems to identify root cause of an incident and take preventive measures. In turn, that allows you to commit better to your SLAs and SLOs and have the maximum number of nines in it in short it identifies the fault lines in your infrastructure and help to build a fault tolerant service some of the common challenges that we face in logging are missing logs or format issue or unable to identify what to log and what not to too many tools and too many services available for log collection and aggregation so we often get confused on which is the best tool to use Sometimes it may be a case of too much of logs and sometimes it can be corrupted log data. To in order to mitigate these challenges in logging what we need is a centralized logging system which is a one stop station for for tracing and observability a standard format to make it human readable. So let's look into this centralized logging system. What is a centralized log system? centralized logging system basically means centralized log aggregation you collect logs from each and every layers of your infrastructure and you aggregate it into a central place where you can then visualize and see the quality or the health of your infrastructure for this you need a standard log collector every system uh, that you have should be enabled with a standard log collector like you might see various options for it uh, different cloud provider provide different types of uh, enablement the most common are filebeat or fluentd or journald but make sure when you are choosing a log collector it's standardized for your infrastructure as well as your applications otherwise you will be busy in and enabling multiple tools and then you will end up having a cluster of tools which is very difficult to manage operationally these logs will be collected from your system servers and various layers of infrastructure and these have to be stored aggregated and stored in a centralized server this centralized server can be a managed server or a self managed server however in both cases they have to be stored so always make sure that the storage 
is a network attached storage in short a nas device why nas when you have nas by design these are available across multiple zones so you get high availability and replication features inbuilt with a nas storage so whenever you are creating a centralized log uh, server make sure that the disk you are attaching uh, for centralized log storage is a nas disk do not use nfs because nfs or network file storage depends on the uh, infrastructure latency it requires a latency of less than 1 millisecond if for some reason due to some issues the latency between your two regions or two cent data centers or two availability zone is more than 1 millisecond it will not be able to replicate data across and it will lead up to corruption of data on the disk so nfs was a was a old school uh, way of sharing file but when you are on cloud choose a network uh, attached storage or a nas storage to your centralized aggregated uh, log aggregation system if you are on an on premise uh, data center also make sure that uh, if you are an on premise setup you can also utilize a sand device or a storage area network that is similar to nas uh, in meaning that it has a storage controller with multiple disk and high availability and clustering features available so that's how you should centrally store aggregate and store the logging data that you have built when you are storing a in a centralized logging system always make sure that the logs are rotated don't end up storing logs for ages over and you know uh, wasting disk space sometimes uh, if you do not do not enable log rotation uh, even on a file level it will end up causing a file size which is much more higher than the disk space and that will automatically bring down this uh, softwares which are generating those log so make sure that you set a log uh, set log rotation for uh, your logging or logger that you have enabled on your servers and your softwares so what is log rotation log rotation is a mechanism of defining a threshold after which the file will be uh, truncated and it will be archived so it will not continue to write logs on a single file instead if it has reached certain size and certain limit it will strip down that file archive that file and it will create a new file and start logging into it and that way uh, you can also do configurations in log rotation saying that i don't need logs which are older than 90 days um, because they are simply deprecated so you can do that so the system will automatically delete those logs which are older than 90 days or in some cases you can say older than 1 year they can delete those logs that will save a lot of the storage space which otherwise will uh, cause a lot of uh, money in your infrastructure you should also enable log retention uh, since as log uh, rotation is necessary log retention is also necessary do not uh, create a logging system which only records a short term or real time logs and it is not stored anywhere so you need to make sure that the log is reta retained for certain period of time at the minimum it should have logs 
at least for 30 days and after that you can rotate the logs and then after that you can define that how much of that rotated logs will have to be retained so log rotation and log retention configurations are very important in your centralized log system so make sure you define a certain limits because that will enable you to get better scalability to your log logging system and you would not end up spending spending too much money on some older data which is not even necessary the another thing another important configuration that is necessary for your centralized log system is identity management remember it's not it, it does not end by just creating a centralized log system and collect agree collecting and aggregating all the logs over there you need to give people access to these logs especially your operational teams who, who may or may not um, have uh, complete visibility to all the system some may have visibility to application some may have visibility to operation so you will have to make sure that you have a very uh, stable and secure identity management policy otherwise you will end up uh, creating one user and distributed it across whereas it will be difficult for various operation teams or operation uh, uh, engineers to debug onto the logging system so very important is that uh, for identity management uh, as i mentioned in my previous uh, episode and if you have missed that episode you can get that episode on cloudkata.com and subscribe to the playlist over there there are three important things for identity management you need a centralized identity provider with which your log system is integrated enable sso in your identity management system for your logs log aggregator system as well and have role based access control for users and project when you have a one stop station for your logs and if you have multiple projects uh, based on your products or client or customers running across your organization and you need a one stop station where your operational team will go to one standardized url you know logging.example.com and then they will go to they need to go to their project and then look into that their service which is having an issue and identify where is the issue if you need a system like that you need to enable rule based access control what that means is it can be specific to user you can give uh, access to infrastructure logs to only your infrastructure engineers or you can give access to application logs only to your application engineers or if you have several groups based on products or services or uh, uh, squads based on various microservices or you have customers and different products being sold to those customers and customized services being delivered to your customers so you can define roles based on that it can be either users or projects so your logging system can should be enhanced with a centralized identity provider which is also the centralized identity provider of your organization um, and it should have enabled uh, with uh, a single sign on so that your users do not have to remember or maintain multiple credential for their email for their logging system and for their cloud system so they have just one id which can be used as on single sign on on multiple system so and role based access control so that's how the centralized log aggregating system should be designed it there should be a standard collector it should be stored on a network attached storage it should have log rotation and log retention and it should have a well defined identity management with is idps single sign on and role based access control now let's look into what should be logged 
right you have set up a system you have a centralized management system everything well and good now you must be wondering okay what should be logged where and all should i enable log my answer to that question will be enable log wherever it allows you because the more logging more logs you have the more visibility you get into your systems and services the better you can debug or even get observability enhanced in your infrastructure so one place where you should absolutely enable logging and should not uh, even uh, you know think about avoiding is is infrastructure now i know when it comes to logging we our focus always remains on application logging you know service logging uh, very rarely nowadays especially on cloud we think about infrastructure uh, logging and more importantly aggregating the infrastructure logs remember logging can be enabled in any system using a logger but instead of uh, when uh, going into multiple or n number of system when there is an issue you need a one stop place where all of these logs are aggregated and your engineers just go into one place and then they can trace back onto the logs to the actual issue and identify the root cause of that and that's how you will be able to pin down on the cause and make sure that it does not happen in future so where all infrastructure logs can be collected and you can aggregate them you can collect logs you should collect in fact not can you should collect logs from networks all the network devices be it your vpcs uh, if you are on cloud it, it will it can be your vpc flow log flow logs it can be your uh, server load balancer logs or it can be uh, any any kind of uh, network uh, level logs like say uh, your security group logs or your network policies logs so basically any logs available if you are on uh, say aws you will get all the logs available on cloud trail right so collect all the logs and put them in the centralized aggregator then you should en enable logging for your server let's say um, the these logs can be of various level but enable default logging on all your virtual machines and virtual appliances in, in fact even if you are using managed services like managed containerized service managed memory store etc enable logging over there or make sure that at least the cloud provider um, enables it by default so make sure that logging is enabled on the network layer on the server layer on the database layer so if you are using managed system they can they sometimes they automatically enable logs sometimes um, you have to say that you want to turn on logs uh, so make sure you you validate that logs are enabled on network server database and also on cloud infra sometimes th there are services which you will utilize from cloud infra if it gives logging capability make sure you enable them and you collect all the logs and all these logs should be sent to the centralized aggregator now i'll come to more into what will you do with those logs by aggregating all these logs you might say cloud gives a console i can go to the console i can why do i need to send it to my centralized aggregating system i will come more to it on why you need a centralized aggregation especially for infra log but for now i'm uh, my recommendation will be send them to aggregated place so that you don't have to open up multiple dashboards and monitoring uh, places where you go and see the logs you can go to one single uh, you know uh, place and you can get all the logs be it your infra or be it your application 
Next is uh, you should make sure that you have event logging. Now event logging can be on infra as well as more importantly it can be on the services that you are using. So what kind of events do you want to log? First event and very important is change management. Any changes, be it configuration change or uh, be it in, uh, in any kind of uh, um, enhancement in your infra or any kind of deltas that are adding to your infrastructure should be logged. So you should have event logging for change management uh, activities, for configuration changes, for uh, deployments that are happening. So make sure that there is logging enable for any kind of events that are happening on your infrastructure then you need to have logging uh, for auditing purposes now uh, as i mentioned uh, earlier uh, and i said that some of you might be asking why do you need to collect uh, infra logs now infra logs are more important for auditing purpose every year um, especially if you are a bank or a fintech service you need to go through a yearly audit uh, or review uh, or even before uh, you go live uh, when you're getting licenses you need to submit that you have complete uh, traceability and audit enabled for your system and you know that what is happening in your system is all approved so those kind of uh, traceability is called audit so for audit logs, uh, what comes under audit logs? These are um, enabling access to your user. Let's say you have a couple of virtual machines and uh, you have one um, default system user and now you want a few more users to be added onto it. Uh, so you create a user on the system. So that event that a user is created and say SSH, somebody has logged into the system through SSH right those are audit logs or secure or somebody may even refer to them as security logs but these are more like auditing purpose to identify okay this change happened and that was the reason why this change happened and there can be audit logs like session logs um, so who is logging in who is logging out how long has he been has he was he logged in what did he do when he was logged in uh, so all of these uh, are audit logs and most often in services and systems and servers you will see uh, that by default the system generates certain audit logs you don't have to enable it yourself but it, it is there in uh, most softwares that you are installing they will have an access log error log and audit log access log is basically basically successful uh, access error log is any kind of error or warning and then there is audit logs which is for who is coming in who is going out um, what ch uh, changes were made on a system level so all these are audit logs so if you have uh, any managed service uh, make sure that you have audit logs also because that gives you better visibility uh, on not just on the application and service layer but also what events have uh, you know triggered the change uh, that for which they, that particular change have to be implemented. So audit logs are very important because you need com uh, complete traceability on what is happening in your infrastructure and why it is happening. When you have all these kind of logs, you should also enable proper reporting and alerting. Some of the logger system, logging system enable you to, uh, to uh, uh, enable alerts based on queries. Let's say uh, in some system, you can generate a query on the aggregated log saying that tell me uh, if CPU incidents have reached, uh, when did CPU incident reached, um, uh, you know, 80% utilization. 
uh, and you can select that query and you can get the logs that it generated okay at that time at that point of time maybe 2 a.m um, uh, in the midnight uh, cpu spikes happened because there were some scheduled jobs happening now that is log you can what you can do is in some of the log uh, centralized loggers it uh, actually gives additional feature to suppose this event is happening every day and you have been seeing it happening on and on and you want to get alerted to get more assertive uh, idea of uh, you know how to control it so you can filter on those log uh, queries and then you can say that okay send me an alert uh, whenever this happen so you don't have to go through you know gigs of logs to identify oh did it start one month back or did it start 15 days back what you can do is you can enable alerting into it and then you can see that oh it happens at midnight you know it happens during the day as well so some of the some type some part of reporting and alerting you should also implement one very important reporting and alerting that you should enable on your centralized logging system is the resource utilization now this logging system will be heavily uh, disk intensive and cpu and memory intensive most often cpu intensive because it will be collecting and writing a lot of uh, data in its, its disk that is being getting collected from all over the places so you need to know if you have uh, you know exhausted the storage that you have uh, opted for for your logging system in even if you go with managed service you need to define how much of a storage you need for your managed services so you need reporting and alerting in case you are exhausting the storage then it can tell you that even after enabling rotation and uh, retention policies you still have consumed uh, the maximum so you can enhance the disk space before things uh, before the disk goes down because because if the disk goes up till 90 percent utilization then the data read writes will will become slower and eventually it will become uh, you know not readable and sometimes the data might also get corrupted so you need reporting and alerting for this centralized system um, along with the other features that I had mentioned earlier. Now, uh, when you uh, are going into uh, setting up your centralized logging system, one uh, question that you might have in mind is which tool uh, and this is one of the challenges also to select the right tool for your centralized log aggregation. Now, there can be uh, these tools can be divided into I, I, I would like to divide them into four groups uh, managed, self managed. Uh, here I'm talking about cloud managed or self managed on cloud. Then there can be open source or licensed. Now I have al already spoken about more managed and self-managed services on cloud in my previous episodes in uh, system and uh, storage. So if you have missed, uh, you you may find more details about what are managed services and what are the advantages and disadvantages on managed and self-managed services in the systems episode and in the storage episode. So do uh, visit those episodes and get you know understand more about them. Now in in uh, short uh, for Managed and self-managed services, the areas which uh, categorize the choice uh, are basically operations. Of course, managed services will be completely managed by the cloud provider or the partners or the SaaS group from where you are purchasing. So you will get 
full complete uh, operational support you will uh, get um, uh, management and uh, you know configuration uh, enhanced support high availability uh, however in self managed system you get additional compliance of user data uh, because the data will be within your servers and not on any saas service or saas provider uh, so you know that uh, only you have visibility or your authorized users have visibility to the data and then there you can also say that there will not be any localized caching that if you are using any cloud managed service they for to enable higher availability and uh, better backup and restoration they might keep a cached uh, a copy of the data in some other regions which may be sitting outside your country so uh, there might be some risk regarding to that do people might say that how come logging data is become so critical now it becomes critical whenever you have uh, transactional uh, details uh, inside your data with real customers name so uh, if you have sanitized your data you don't have to worry about managed or self managed services because you know that you are not sending any pii data um, uh, into that so you can use whichever service suits you better uh, probably you only have to keep in mind how, which one is costing uh, what sometimes managed services tend to cost become costlier than self managed services so that might be only area which will uh, be the deciding factor of choosing which service you should use however if you have uh, if you are just collecting raw logs from docker containers and sending out standard outputs uh, to your log aggregator and uh, there are there is uh, all uh, important customer and pii data uh you should not send it to any um saas or a managed service uh, and it's better to go with a self managed service unless you are not able to control who has visibility to the data then comes to um open source versus uh, licensed software now even in managed and self managed service there is a next level of uh, uh, segregation which is open source versus uh, licensed now uh, there are uh, log aggregating tools which are licensed and there are open source tool uh, though on cloud nowadays you get both options uh, whether you can choose a managed open source uh, service or a licensed open source uh, licensed uh, sorry um, managed service likewise a managed uh, self you know an, an open source self managed service or a licensed self managed service uh, so this is basically the software that is used for logging uh, when it comes to managed and self managed service it's more around the infrastructure management uh, the software remains the same so when you have decided on which infrastructure you would like to go managed or self managed the next thing you will have to decide um, or even before that first you decide which uh tool you want to use is it a open source tool like uh, elk um which is elastic search uh, logstash or kibana or elastic search grafana which is a combination that you choose it's completely open source as, for the software or you choose a licensed version like say splunk and then you decide whether you would like to take a managed version or a self managed version now uh, some of the uh, key differences of choosing open source versus licensed is that licensed software is not always bad neither is open source software it truly depends on what your requirements are for example um, my two personal favorites both in uh, in the licensed and the open source world is plunk in the licensed world and elk uh, in the open source world now my recommendation will be if you do not have a budget uh, limitation um, you can go you should go with splunk now uh, the reason most people avoid uh, my 
might avoid Splunk is because they, their license is very costly after a certain limit and it is charged based on the number of data query data is that is getting queried uh, not the data that is uh, being stored but more like how much queries and how much uh, transactional data you are generating um, so uh, that becomes costlier because Splunk enables you to query a lot of logs and um, if you cannot utilize that feature and if that if the cost depends on that you will end up spending a lot of uh, money on that so some organization may avoid it but it has a very uh, strong uh, query system on logs and good well uh, formed formats so uh, that's why the log based alerting and query is very uh, famous for Splunk and people utilize it. Splunk also gives uh, um, in integration with the identity provider like G Suite or Active Directory, uh, which uh, like G Suite. Uh, and if you're going with G Suite, uh, you can have a single sign on based uh, authentication for Splunk. Um, however, in ELK, uh, Kibana mostly uses local database for users. So you'll have to create a username and password. It doesn't have a mechanism uh, to actually um, give access uh, in or integrate it with uh, G Suite or SSO. Um, so you may have to depend either on locally uh, managed user database or if the cloud provider gives have created or integrated Kibana local database with their identity management system, then you can use it. But either way, uh, it becomes uh, difficult if you cannot integrate with an IDP. Uh, advantage of having open source software like ELK is of course there is no cost that you will have to give and you have a wider community of ELK so you get more uh, visibility of uh, if you are facing an issue you can get support from it and it can be uh, both self-managed and cloud-managed you can have a self uh, version of uh, ELK which is you can set up servers and you can install ELK stack and then you can collect logs or you can have uh, a cloud managed version where the infrastructure of ELK is managed by cloud. However, some cloud may or may not give you ELK but they might have an equivalent version of ELK. And when, uh, especially in when it comes to logging and infrastructure logging, uh, in most of the cloud, the logging uh, is free of cost. They do not charge much for logging uh, their the infrastructure events. Uh, so it is better to use when you are on cloud, use the cloud uh, infrastructure logging system because that way, that saves a lot of time um, uh, in log collection. You can still use an EL kit for aggregation. So, um, uh, cloud charges uh, are very minimal for ELK. They only will charge, uh, if you're going with the managed version, they will charge for the systems. So these are pretty much uh, some of the tools uh, that are very popularly used in the market, uh, Splunk and ELK. Um, and uh, they uh, are more widely acceptable and um, you know, uh, they they are you know widely being used uh, most uh, older organization or bigger organization would use Splunk. However, uh, most cloud-based organization use ELK. Um, another, there is another version of uh, e logging uh, aggregating system, which is uh, in GCP, which is stack driver, but in the backend it use another combination of tools. Now, what is the difference in all of these tools? Uh, the difference in all of these tools is uh, the collector. Uh, which sits on the uh, system and this comes to the server logs or the application logs which are which you will be collecting now when 
my recommendation will be always use a standardized tool do not use plunk for app and elk for infra don't mix it up because if you do that elk will mm. use certain collectors and splunk will use certain collectors and sometimes if you are not using the default collector that they support they might say that we support all collector but there is always a default collector or the best practice uh, practiced collector that all these log aggregating system use now if you do not have this single tool that is being used to collect you will not have a single collector and if you do not have single collector there will be uh, format errors and you might end, end up losing your logs because just because the format was not matched to the aggregator so log format is very important especially your um, uh, a collector so make sure you have a proper template and it is standardized across all the systems and services which are generating logs and some sometimes it has also been observed that when you are doing format conversion like raw output to json format so you might end up losing some valid logs and then you would wonder why did i you know miss this issue so be very careful um, i will recommend whenever you are setting up a collector do not uh, enable any kind of uh, you know format conversion just use the collector and let it do its work and let's see let it collect uh, the raw logs and send it to the uh, aggregator and then if the format is too much uh, uh, you know raw and it is not human readable you can think about enabling some kind of formatting into it but uh, make sure that you validate because what has been observed that the more you enable formatting or conversion of format the, the the there are better there are more chances of losing uh, you know um, valid logs so be careful when you are configuring your collector and make sure that there is one tool used for aggregation and one tool used one standard tool used for collection uh now i'll i would like to cover a bit about security remember uh, in the in some uh, points i was uh, telling you that you might have a question on why do i need to collect infra logs i can just see what what's there in infra log now infra logs are very important for security and auditing purposes and uh, nowadays uh, more and more auditors and regulators have um, are enforcing a system uh, uh, that is called siam which is security infrastructure event management they want uh, any organization who is going through certain compliance and audit practices they want to collect security infrastructure event management data and for that you need to set up a centralized uh, box which collects all infra logs and you should uh, you know show it to your auditors that look here is where we are collecting so in case of any event or incident we can actually you know uh, capture who has done it or what has done it this is for security audits it is very important um, and even if you do not have a compliance or regulatory needs it's a good practice to have a security infrastructure event management system because that way you can do a regular audit yourself an internal audit and make sure that your infrastructure is safe and secure so that you do not take a reactive approach that okay when something has gone down your business has, has been impacted for days then you come to think about how to mitigate so when you know that there can be an incident always take a proactive measure uh, another aspect of securing securing your logs is that uh, make sure the logs are sanitized uh, that give you that will give you better uh, more flexibility to use uh, more uh, managed services and make sure that there is no pii data even if you are not sending that data 
to any cloud managed service or any SaaS service but still that data will be visible to your users uh, or more importantly to your engineers and sometimes your customers would not want their uh, details to be visible to uh, anyone other than themselves so uh, make sure that you have cleaned up the logs uh, if possible if you are not sending it then well and good but if you are if there are make sure that you audit the logs before you are sending it to any cloud cloud managed service um, and uh, again uh, for security reasons you need to make sure that you have collected logs from all the areas server appliances system api logs especially if you are uh, running configuration management to create databases let's say you are using rds as a service and uh, you are adding user to rds make sure you collect that log on when and where where that user was created console logs who is logging into your console using the root account right database logs all of these are very important for securing your infrastructure especially if somebody breaks into your or uses the root account to uh, change anything in your, in your billing or create any infrastructure you should immediately be notified saying that who is using root account it should not be used and likewise so for security reason you need to uh, ensure that the, all this configuration is enabled logging system that is easy to operate stable scalable secure and cost effective thank you for listening to cloud kata i'll be back next friday same place same time with the sixth factor of 10 factor infra which is monitoring and we will see how it works in harmony with logging to enhance your quality of service i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i will meet you with monitoring session next week do subscribe to cloud kata on cloudkata.com and get more exciting news and update bye bye take care and see you next week